Hey everyone, I just want to remind you to make sure you check out the awesome people over at Anchor.fm. Of course, it is a great place for you to host your own podcast. And guess what? One of the cool parts is that it's totally free. Yeah, that's right, free. There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your computer or even your phone. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many others. Trust me, it's so easy. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys want to get in on it, make sure you download the free Anchor app or just simply go to anchor.fm to get started. If you guys want to get the latest merch over at the official OKFabe store, head over to represent.com slash store slash OKFabe and pick up some of the cool neat designs that help support the show, including the Random Wrestling Podcast shirt, the OKA, and of course the OKFabe Guy and OKFabe Girl shirts, which are brand new to the store. Head over to the OKFabe official merchandise store, represent.com slash store slash OKFabe. Link is in the description. Listening to the OK Fame Show, the premier place for all your professional wrestling news and needs. Now, here's Connor, aka OK Fame. What up, what up, what up, everybody? What is going on, everybody? Is yours truly Connor, aka OK Fame? Welcome, guys, to another episode of the OK Fabe Show. Of course, we're covering Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, and so much in the world of pro wrestling. You guys know me. I'm Connor, AK. OK Fabe. Welcome to your Monday Night Raw review for November the 4th, 2019, baby. It is once again another NXT invasion, another NXT championship match at the main event, and a Raw that was unfortunately... Uh, for the most part, rather subpar, but did have some very interesting tidbits. Once again, building that threat of the NXT brand. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in right here live on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash okfaber. Of course, also available on Facebook and wherever major podcasts can be found, anchor.fm, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Maybe coming soon to Pandora. You never know, guys. But we're going to talk about a lot about Raw. Of course, NXT once again taking over with the Undisputed Era. And an awesome main event between Seth Rollins and Adam Cole. Survivor Series is starting to take shape. A lot of the matches being announced for Survivor Series. We know the women's. We know the tag team. And we even know who Brock will be defending the championship against. And why I think it is the smartest move they can do for Brock Lesnar right now as the new WWE Champion and the new uh, face, I guess, of Monday Night Raw. Loving to hear your thoughts and can't wait to hear from you guys. Thank you again so much for tuning into the show, guys. We have a good amount of stuff to talk about tonight, including the <laughs> very interesting news that I broke about the Saudi Arabia deal. I shouldn't say I broke, that I heard about uh, that the Saudi Arabia deal has been renewed by WWE. We'll touch a little bit on that too. And uh, maybe even hear from you guys. Maybe we'll open up the phone lines. Maybe we'll hear from you guys later on in the show. We'll see as we give some love to the chat in just a little bit. But of course, you guys the routine. You guys in the whole shtick. Love to hear your thoughts on this and everything pro wrestling. Bye, hit me up in the comments. Live chat if you're joining us. So much social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that fun jazz. Subscribe if you're new and make sure you guys hit that bell so you're notified every time we go live. We're, of course, live Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and then, of course, weekends because, hey, pay-per-view 
pay-per-views happen all the time. We've, of course, got full gear, AEW's pay-per-view coming at you this Saturday. And, of course, Survivor Series is going to... We're going to blink, and Survivor Series is going to be here, folks. Of course, if you guys want to help support the stream, Super Chat and Streamlabs links are enabled. If you guys want to donate in a goofy fashion and have your voice be heard by interrupting yours truly while talking, that's totally fine. Of course, there's also cool ways to help support the show. We have, of course, our new shirt over at the Represent Store. Make sure you check it out. Every night is Wrestling Night. And, of course, Patreon, baby. Patreon. We're going to be doing Survivor series 2001 review exclusive for patrons so you guys want those old throwbacks go check out the patreon page we'll be posting that and some other cool tidbits over there including patreon only topics so things i won't talk about here things i won't talk about on the random wrestling podcast so make sure you guys head over for as little as a dollar a month Check out all the cool bonus goodies coming your way over on Patreon. And if you haven't checked out last night's Random Wrestling Podcast where we talked about the whole Saudi Arabia deal, what went down despite the intriguing announcement that came out a little later, later earlier today, uh, go check it out. We also talk about the Bray Wyatt Fiend character, what the future could hold. So make sure you check that out. It's everywhere. It's on all the social media. It's on all the platforms. Go give it lovin'. This Raw, folks, was another um, mixed bag for me. There was, to me, there's a lot of filler. And it's weird because, you know, we're going into Survivor Series. And I'll be very honest with you. You know, I typically like the idea of Survivor Series because for the last couple of years, they have really hyped it up as the Raw versus SmackDown idea. So really, if we're going to have any sort of fantasy warfare, if we're going to have any sort of fantasy matchups, Survivor Series is the year to do it. Or excuse me, Survivor Series is the time of year to do it. And I think the last couple of Survivor Series have been so-so. They've been kind of on the fence as far as, you know, the match quality. And really the build has been the big thing. And the problem or the concern I have with this Survivor Series is that we just came off of a freaking draft. A second draft in less than three years rebooting and refreshing everything with SmackDown moving to Fox. So while the brands themselves really didn't change a whole hell of a lot, we had, uh, uh, you know, not really a whole lot of brand loyalty. And so it was hard to really have this idea of Raw and SmackDown. But when they announced that NXT was joining the fray, you bet your ass that I paid attention. So I immediately assumed everything was, you know, triple threat. Everything was going to be, you know, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, which it seems like it is based off the announcements we got for matches going into the pay-per-view. But on top of that, on top of that, we're going to see, we've been seeing a lot, a lot of NXT invasion. And tonight was no different. We saw it really kick ass and take names on Friday Night SmackDown this past week, which a lot of people, not just myself, you guys also voiced your opinions. You guys also said that this is one of the best SmackDowns they have produced in a long time. Best one since they moved to Fox by none. Oh, sorry, I uh, accidentally muted the donation there. Thank you, Spaz Phoenix, for dropping that $2 Canadian Super Chat donation. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that, how apparently the Saudi deal is... Uh, it's, you know, this is why I, I, I hate, you know, dirt, you know, I don't say hate dirt sheets, but dang it all, why the dirt sheets are so intriguing. I heard a ton of tidbits that the, 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 chop, the, the deal was on the chopping block, that probably wasn't going to go through. And it didn't, it, 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 it went the complete opposite direction. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But uh, NXT Invasion of Raw tonight, we saw them do a kick-ass job of it on SmackDown. It was a f fantastic show. Best SmackDown that we have seen uh, since they've moved over to Fox, no question. Probably the best SmackDown of the entire year. Raw. 
Raw, that was really the big thing. That was the big thing that really made Raw tolerable. It wasn't so much the idea of them teasing that Seth Rollins was going to join Monday Night Raw. It wasn't even so much the fact that we saw the Undisputed Era so much NXT talent show up. It was the fact that we saw Adam Cole versus Seth Rollins. And although the finish was BS, it was still a lot of but let's give some love real quick to the chat because I know a lot of you guys are pouring in right now. Really appreciate you guys coming in and tuning things in to the show right here. Of course, we've got uh, Spaz Phoenix chiming in. Thank you so much for again, your donation. Uh, donations are always appreciated. It helps keep everything afloat. Let's see here. We've got, of course, Jurgen. We've got Sean Gordon. We've got Vikes Fan Donna. We've, of course, got... Red Enigma 23, uh, Vikes fan says, tonight felt like Raw, I want to play with NXT 2, way too forced. Yeah, let's talk about that. We've, of course, got Vintage Dream. What's going on, Vintage? And uh, Ryan McCormick also joining us in the chat. Thank you guys all for tuning in uh, right here on the show. So it, it, it really did feel like that. It felt like Raw was, they wanted to get the success of NXT rubbed on them as well. But the problem, rather, what the, the necessity that needed to happen, the thing that needed to happen, as I hit my microphone, the thing that needed to happen with Raw, or rather NXT, I should say, is the fact that they NXT needs the exposure more than anything else. NXT, despite it being on the USA Network, is you know now the ratings are dripping, the ratings are dipping, which is f- understandable and fine. It's fine that they're doing that, do- that they're doing that. But when you realistically look at Raw and SmackDown as whole, you know, brands and rosters, NXT is the quote unquote the underdog in the whole thing. So in order for that, for them to get over, they need to get over quick and they need to get over as a credible threat. Otherwise, it's going to be the freaking invasion angle all over again, which, like I said, I'm going to be reviewing on Patreon later this month. So with that being said, they need to be posed a credible threat. So after SmackDown, I am not surprised in the least bit that they kind of repeated the formula uh, for success over on Raw. Not shocked at all. I did like the idea of them teasing the idea of Seth possibly joining NXT. And and to some extent, it still hasn't completely been ruled out. And I think that that is something to, to do with Seth in the meantime, building into Survivor Series. I think that's a smart move. I think that's a smart move to... Keep Seth, quote-unquote, on top while going in a completely different direction and keeping him away from Brock Lesnar because God knows we've already seen enough of Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins this year. It's not that they have bad matches. It's just, I mean, come on, guys. Like we've, I've seen enough here, you know what I mean? And uh, what's going on, Everett? Also joining us in the chat. Thank you, my friend. Busy Bones TTV. Much appreciated for coming in. But, yeah, the, the whole idea of Brock... And, or excuse me, with, with Seth Rollins and NXT and NXT Invasion Part 2 is not really that surprising. It, it, they, were go- they were, of course, going to repeat the formula. The match, I will say, between Seth and Adam Cole was, in my opinion, the match of the evening. But I'm sorry, apples and oranges compared to that one versus Daniel Bryan. And I don't know if it's because they only gave him a set amount of time, but I'm telling you right now, Daniel Bryan versus Adam Cole blew away Seth Rollins versus Adam Cole. Now have done it for a bunch of purposes they could have done that for trying to <laughs> donate hire <laughs> bailey's sister she's two of my favorites thank you uh spaz phoenix dropping another two dollar canadian super jet donation much appreciated but uh the 
the idea of of Seth Rollins being involved in the I'm assuming they're going to do like either uh, I don't even know if they're going to do like three teams of five but you know presumably we know we're going to get a bunch of triple threat matches at Survivor Series. We know the WWE Championship match has been announced. I'm assuming we're going to get a Universal Championship match at Survivor Series. Although truth be told, I don't think it's necessary right now. And and it's an interesting little tidbit because you know, originally when Survivor Series was penciled in, we knew we were going to get, you know, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, and, you know, presumably we're going to get a bunch of, you know, triple threat matches when it came to, uh, you know, the, the, the major championships. So we assumed that, that the Universal Champion would take on the WWE Champion and the NXT Champion. We know that the, you know, it was confirmed that the all the tag team champions are going to face each other, all the women's champions are going to face each other, which I'm telling you right now, that that tag team match, it's the it's the, the Viking Raiders, or Viking, whatever the hell they call themselves, Viking Raiders versus the Revival versus the Undisputed Era. Holy crap, I am really glad I'm sitting down because that matchup is, that, that makes me the most, I'm not going to lie, that's probably going to be my match. I, I, I don't... There's tons of other possibilities. There's tons of other NXT talent. And they still haven't announced everything for Survivor Series. But damn it all, if that triple threat tag team match is not the match that I'm going to be glued to my TV for. Those three teams are going to kill each other. Revival is one of my favorite teams. Viking Raiders is one of my favorite teams. Undisputed Era has been killing it. Those three teams are going to brutalize each other. It's going to be a massacre of the most beautiful kind, and I cannot wait to see it. The women's match, I'm a little fearful of. The women's match, and I'm sorry if I'm going off on a tangent. I'm not really going to do any sort of direction right now. I'm just going to go off on my initial just gut thoughts about the show. The women's match, I'm a little concerned about Bailey. Bailey has this really great heel turn going for her. She destroyed the freaking um, wacky, wavy, inflatable arm, flailing tube men. And now you've got a potential dream match in Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch. I fear that Bailey is going to be tossed to the corner, or she's going to be an afterthought. Baszler and and Be- Becky, Baszler, Becky, and Bailey. Wow, that's say that three times fast. The, the the triple threat is going to be awesome, but I fear that Bailey is going to be pushed off to the side, and it it sucks because. That's kind of like the, the the tag team match. They're all equals, in my opinion. But Bailey, you know, she's gotten beat down by Baszler. Becky is face to face with Baszler and having a really very simple, very direct, awesome. I I loved every I loved everything about that little tidbit with just her crash in the interview. No physicality needed, and you don't you you don't need to establish physicality yet. Trust me, there's enough physicality with the NXT guys and gals enough as it is that we've gotten within the last two shows which really makes me interested to see exactly what in God's name they're going to do on NXT this coming Wednesday night, which maybe this might tip the scale for them as far as the the ratings war with AEW. We don't know. But those two matches, pretty solid stuff. We know that the WWE Championship is going to be defended. Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio. And I'll tell you right here, right now, that is probably the best move they could have done with Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio. Best move, or rather with just Brock Lesnar. In my opinion, it's the best move they could have done. You just came off of Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez. I can't even say his name right, which was a joke. And and it's no disrespect to Cain Velasquez. I've seen his stuff in UFC before. I watched him perform 
here in WWE recently, obviously. I'm not a huge UFC fan, but I do like to try and brush up on a little bit of homework on these guys before I, you know, make criticisms of anybody. Amazing UFC performer. Amazing fighter. I'm not taking anything away from him. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just his... I don't know if it's because he wasn't ready yet. I, I don't know what it was, but that match at Crowd Jewel was really tough to watch. But it was a great way to segue into Rey Mysterio. It was a great way to put him in, 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 into, the, into the spotlight, into the situation, and kind of tie him into association. And at the end of the day, it gives Brock Lesnar a different type of opponent. And it keeps him away from any of the major potential players from Raw. And so while I bet you no one, I, I almost guarantee you that no one on social media, I'm not saying you should be, but is probably not that excited for Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar. It's been done before, obviously, different, you know, in the past. But I think that this is probably the best move because you can really have some fun with the buildup. There is history there. It's David versus Goliath all over again. I get that. But it is the best move you could do for Brock Lesnar. Keep them away from the big guys for right now. Build up some of the other ones because that's really the problem they have right now. Is that if you're taking, if you're really going to stick to this whole no rematch clause BS, and I know that it's a different championship, I don't want to see Brock and Seth. The only time I'll make an exception to that is for the freaking Royal Rumble. If they're gonna, if they're going to put in Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins one on one at the Royal Rumble just to get it out of the way, fine. But they need to build up some top baby faces on Raw and quick. If Lesnar is now going to be the top guy on Raw, you need to build some baby faces on there on top very freaking quickly. And it's funny enough that I said this in a tweet, and I'm going to say it here on the show, and it's probably going to give me a lot of hate, but I don't give a crap. I think I know who they're building to be their next top baby face. It's not Drew McIntyre. As much as I love it to be Drew McIntyre, it's not going to be him. And let's be, fa- let's be real, folks. A Scotsman is always better as a heel. It, it's, just, it's just true. Scotsman's are just always better as a heel. But I believe it's going to be Rusev. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be Rusev and Lesnar at WrestleMania for the, for the WWE Championship. Just calm down right there right now. But I do believe, in, from what I saw, especially tonight on Raw, that Rusev is being groomed to be a top baby face on Raw. And I'll talk about that in just a little bit later on. I do want to give some love, of course, once again to our store over at represent.com. Make sure you guys pick up some shirts because we'll be getting rid of some designs soon. We also, of course, have the OK Fave Show hoodie over there and the Patreon page. I'll be doing a lot of interacting with you guys over there, including a Patreon-only Q&A. So make sure you guys hit that up and check that out. Again, it's anywhere between $1 to $5 a month. Gets you tons of cool bonus goodies. Bringing back the wrestling retrospective, talking the late great Bruno San Martino, classic pay-per-view reviews, monthly exclusive pay-per-view topic discussions by suggested by you guys. So a lot more interaction one-on-one. So make sure you guys go check out the Patreon page. If you haven't signed up, it is worth every single penny. So make sure you guys go check it out. But real quick, going back to this, um, going back to the show in general, the NXT invasion, it was, generally speaking, it was pretty fun. It was a little bit um, repetitive, obviously, from SmackDown. I think the SmackDown one was much better. That being said, though, I, I did kind of really 
scratched my head at one point where you had, you know, Seth in the middle of the ring, Triple H teasing, you know, hey, Seth, you know, you don't know what to do at this point. I know what you need to do. Come back to your past, you know, basically trying to recruit him to NXT, which I love that idea. However, Undisputed Era showing up, and then, of course, the OC, which that, ooh, I don't give a crap if the U.S. title is not on the line. Give me the OC and Seth Rollins against the Undisputed Era, four on four at Survivor Series. Done. Sign me up. I'm sure SmackDown will somehow be involved, but just, that's fine. Give me that. So the OC chases Undisputed Era away, and then the remaining NXT talent comes in, like Dijavik and Keith Lee and a bunch of others. And then the Undisputed Era try to jump back in, and then they get chased off by, like, and no disrespect to any of these guys, or guys in this one, they get chased off by, like, Zack Ryder and R-Truth and, like, Kurt Hawkins. Like... What? <laughs> what? What is? What? Th- th- that just didn't look that. V- I'm sorry. That just did not look good to me. Uh, I like the Lesnar bit on tonight. I like the fact that we saw, um, you know, Lesnar kind of hunting down Rey Mysterio and then Mysterio attacking him with a lead pipe. Apparently, Mysterio is completely healed. And again, I just think it's a smart move because there's some emotion to it. There's at least some sort of build. It's not just a random challenger because re- realistically. And again, I'm not trying to be argumentative here, but realistically, who could challenge Brock right now? Aside from Seth and Mysterio, who? Do the whole New Day thing. Who, 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 who? Who are you going to have? Kevin Owens? Kevin Owens wasn't even on Raw tonight. I, I, the whole him switching to Raw is really throwing things for a loop here. Because you don't really have a whole lot of baby faces. You don't have a lot of main event talented baby faces. Baby face, not heels. Baby faces. I mean, God sakes, you have Lashley, you have McIntyre, you have Orton. I'll be, I, I'm, I'm going to say right now, I'm not going to be surprised if one of them turns baby face soon. I don't think it's going to be McIntyre. I laugh my ass off it was Lashley. I think it's going to be Orton. I think they're going to turn Orton baby face soon because they need to, they need to do something. I, I I laughed a little bit when people were saying, "Oh, Seth's gonna turn heel tonight." You really? <laughs> they have too many heels as it is. Who are they gonna have challenge? There's there's gonna be some more. Uh, this brand split thing is gonna jump around. But anyway, uh, I thought that Lesnar confronting you know Jerry Lawler and then attacking Dio Madden at commentary was kind of funny. I thought a lot, I saw a lot of people saying that maybe it should have been Lawler who should have been attacked, which I kind of chuckled a little bit at that, but obviously Lawler is in no shape to handle that kind of capacity, um, but still fun. I saw, I love Mysterio's promo backstage when he was just angry and just, of course, you know, throw down the lead pipe and attack Lesnar. That's obviously going to come back and bite him in the ass, but hey, again, at least there's some history and some build. Despite what you might say about the Cain Velasquez thing, which I, I wasn't even a fan of, uh, at least they had some segue and there's actually some, you know, legitimately like, like something behind Lesnar versus Mysterio, buddy Murphy versus Edge Alexander did not get the love that it deserved. You put those two guys in the ring. It's almost like an Eddie Guerrero, Ray Mysterio, uh, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko situation, two great cruiserweights, light heavyweights going at it, destroying each other. Amazing action. Crowd was dead. I don't know what the hell the crowd was, was going on, but they was just not, not into it. And uh, Buddy Murphy with another win after the Murphy's Law, which is still one of my favorite favorite named finishes for a superstar uh, they have right now. Now, of course, we talked about the NXT attack. We have Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega against Carolina and Sin Cara in mixed tag team action. Uh, Almas and the Vega with the win. 
I don't know where else they're going to go with this other than having, you know, another another mixed tag or just <laughs> yeah, another matchup here. Merge! Anything featuring NXT, 8. Everything else, 4. My overall rating is a 4. Hashtag who books this crap. Merge, I'm not going to disagree with you. Thank you for the $1 donation. And of course, yes, NXT, everything featuring NXT was an 8. Everything else was just a blur. Thank you for that $1 donation. And yeah, it's pretty much, that's pretty much hitting the nail on the head. Is that there really wasn't a whole lot excitement other than the NXT, you know, NXT, you know, thing. Shout out to Heel Steven also joining us in the chat. What is going on, my good friend? But, you know, real real quick, I mean, the, the Andrade Zelina Vega thing, it's not that I don't like any of those individuals it's just like you're gonna beat this thing to death like ray with the lead pipe you're it's like a game of clue you're gonna beat this thing to death and i'm gonna get sick and tired of it we're gonna see it way too many times i'm not gonna be surprised if we're not if we see another version of almas and, and sin cara next week on raw hell we'll be surprised if they had zelina vega versus sin cara at this point i mean good god and then we get the rusev segment and here's where i need to to really really stress this okay First and foremost, so it's basically Rusev coming out saying, Lashley, you can have my wife, uh, but but your ass belongs to me. But Lashley comes out on crutches. Funny joke that he pulled his groin perfor uh, performing in ways Rusev can only fantasize about. You're banging his wife. I don't really think there's a whole lot of fantasizing going on. Rusev's had that cake and eaten it too. But here's the part that I just, I didn't realize it until tonight. So the excuse that Lana gave for cheating on Rusev was that one Rusev che or, I'm sorry one Rusev was asking for way too much sex and Rusev cheated on Lana so she gets hit back at him by cheating on him and having sex with somebody else does anybody anybody thought that the cheating thing fine and i actually think it's a clever idea to have like lashley being the manipulator and saying like oh you know you um you know an eye for an eye situation you slept with so-and-so and hell bring up the freaking summer ray stuff you know rusev sat there and denied that he's like what are you crazy it's freaking on camera i mean granted that whole thing was debunked by kfa but i mean but but still bring that up wasn't that long ago. It was, what, five years ago? Bring that up. Say she never got over it. Just there. Better than the whole, like, we have way too much sex. So I'm going to go over here and have sex. Like, okay, come on. Just saying, you need to proofread some stuff sometimes. Anyway, so Lashley says he can't fight. He sends out Drew McIntyre to take on Rusev. Rusev wins by DQs. Of course, we see Lashley run down and nail him with the uh, with the crutches. And then, of course, we get a beat down. But Rusev starts to actually gain momentum. And then, bam, Orton plants him with an RKO out of nowhere. One of the one of my favorite ones in recent memory. Just the way he's able to hit those. Say magnifique. Orton puts the boots to Rusev. Then Ricochet comes in to make the save. Uh, kicks board, oh, oh, both Orton and Rusev away. Uh, and then, of course, he does uh, stand tall to help Rusev to his feet. Now... I'll be honest. I was like, why in God's name is Orton helping out Lashley and McIntyre? And then, of course, Vic Joseph said the best thing. He said, oh, yeah, it's because they were all on Team Flair at Crown Jewel. Like, cool. Cool. That's that's the that's the excuse. We're going to we're going to somehow make Crown Jewel canon again. OK. OK, fine, fine, fine. 
So, <laughs> so we're going to somehow make some sort of excuse to have this happen, to have this whole thing happen. Hey, listen, if it involves Randy Orton, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Cause that, that RKO was sick stuff. And, uh, let's see, we got here. Bear with me one second, folks. I'm just getting some stuff here. But yeah, so I mean, and then Ricochet was part of Team Hogan. So it's like, okay, you've, you're, you're literally trying to find any sort of reason you can to, you're, you're literally trying to find any sort of reason to, to, to make an excuse that Orton is with Lashley, is with McIntyre, is with them, and just literally throw all this chaos together. This I, I said, this reminded me of an old ECW ending where like everybody came out to fight everybody, and then, oh, I forgot who, who's running. Who's running Raw? Which really is probably the reason why Lesnar jumped ship over to, to Raw is because of Heyman's writing in. It makes just more sense for him to not have to appear on both shows. Anyway, uh, sorry that my uh, stream just kind of dipped out a little bit there. I apologize for the technical difficulties. We've got the man himself, Daniel Price, and Blazed Radio also in the chat. What's going on? Uh, I know McIntyre's your boy, and you like getting him on screen, but that love triangle BS has got to go. One week, Rusev's a cheetah. Next, he's a sex addict. What's next? He's impotent. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get to that. So he, here's the whole point I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make about this. I know no one's liking the whole love triangle thing, and I get that. But I honestly, truly believe after watching tonight that Rusev is being pegged and penciled and getting ready to be pushed to be the next big baby face on Raw. I'm not going to say it's going to happen at the Rumble. I'm not going to say it's going to happen at WrestleMania. Hell, I don't even know if it's going to happen at SummerSlam in Boston next year, which I'm really hoping to be there. But realistically... I think that the way the, the the only reason the only reason they are doing this is to make Rusev a babyface because le legitimately think about it as as much as we do not like this storyline as much as this storyline makes no sense and literally seemingly come out of left field with Rusev coming back at the same time having a different look he looks like he's in the best shape of his life I'll say that much right here right now He's getting a lot more on-camera time by himself. He's getting a lot of on-mic time. He's involved in a uh, in a here's eye roll of an angle with a pretty decently top. You know, Lashley's not. He's he's upper mid card for sure, if not towards like the main event scene. Again, I go back to who else is a top babyface on Raw right now? It's literally Seth and Mysterio. Who's next? It's going to be Rusev. Now, I don't know if Rey Mysterio is going to win the championship. We'll talk more about that when we get closer to the Survivor Series. But I honestly, just the way that they were doing this with like all the heels beating him down and another baby face who's popular coming in the save. Rusev was rubbing shoulders with freaking Seth Rollins there, you know, a couple weeks prior. There's so many pieces there that if you really sit down and think about it and just watch, watch the way that Rusev progresses. If this angle just drops off and dies and Rusev does nothing, then obviously it wasn't a success and it, it didn't go as well as planned. But I have a weird feeling they're trying to get a lot of sympathy for Ruru to get him back up to where he was and to try and push him to be the next big guy on Raw. I think they're doing it way too late, but I think that that's what they're planning. And it just, it, it's just, I can see the formula happening right in front of my eyes as far as that's the way they're they're trying to do so. I'm not saying it's the right way. I'm not saying it's the the... I'm not saying it's the 
the great the, the greatest timing i just think that's the way that I, I just see it happening right in front of my eyes because this time of year going into like the end of the calendar year towards around royal rumble time is always been known or is rumored to be the time where th- where where WWE tends to experiment with things. They experiment with with superstars and top sp- spots. They uh, uh, they experiment with different people in different positions. Not to be confused with Lashley's position that pulled his groin, which he miraculously healed from. But they try things out. I mean, hell, this was around the time of year that Daniel Bryan won his first world title and he carried it to freaking WrestleMania. Now it wasn't the WrestleMania 30 match that we end up getting later on, but you guys get my point. It's not that far of a stretch, is all I'm saying. Things could, eh, maybe not as much of a stretch as Lashley had to pull off, but hey, you know. The Shayna Baszler-Becky Lynch thing was really good. I like that because of its simplicity. I love the the tension between both women, the unexpectedness of Baszler crashing the interview and just kind of them showing off their belts to each other. Again, I just fear that Bailey is going to be tossed to the side and she will not be an important factor. Baszler and Becky is where the money is. Bailey will get you bankrupt. Say that three times fast. Umberto Carrillo and the Street Profits against the OC. I I I know a lot of people want to say Carrillo's buried because he's just getting beaten up over and over again. I disagree, and I think that this 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 particular week. I very disagree. And I, and I know that he hasn't gotten a victory lately, but I mean, it's more than just victories. It's more than just victories in terms of winning a match every single time. I'm not saying Humberto has... has <laughs> I'm not saying that Humberto has won a match at all since, uh, since coming to Raw, but think about what he's been able to accomplish in terms of who he's been rubbing shoulders with. He's had a match with Seth Rollins, a match with AJ Styles twice, and now he's seemingly in a long-term feud. And the way that it ended with Seth, with AJ Styles' foot up on the ropes makes me think they have some sort of involvement. And the one thing I will say about Raw in general, and it's been a pattern, and, and it's a Hamanism at its finest, is you're starting to see new talent be interjected into stuff. And this goes back to my whole argument of why I think Rusev is being groomed to be another top babyface, because it needs to happen. You look at the roster for Raw, and you look at the roster on SmackDown coming out of the draft, you have to make some pretty good changes. I don't want to say quickly, but quickly-ish, if that's even a word, in order to get the, the, the roster kind of properly balanced. It's great because there's a lot of new talent on the, on the brand. Carrillo, Cedric, I mean, Cedric was already there, Minus obviously. five stars! Bam! Adam Cole looked tiny beside Seth, and I thought Seth was small. Seriously. Shout out to the chat and to my man Connor. Gorilla loves you. Gorilla, you the man. Thank you for dropping that five dollar donation to Mr. Gorilla Strong. And yeah, dude, I'm gonna get to that because it was kind of funny that you know comparatively Seth and Adam Cole, baby, looked Cole looked really small. To him. I'll get that in a minute. But thank you, Gorilla. Much love and much appreciation. Uh, to one of the good friends and a good supporter of the show. And sorry, I just saw this in the chat. Good night to Vintage Dream. Thank you for so much coming in, Vintage. I do appreciate that. So he's been exposed to a lot of the top talent. I think it's only a matter of time before he wins the U.S. title. You see Cedric getting exposed, Buddy Murphy getting exposed, Humberto Carrillo getting exposed. It's a lot of newer talent being exposed on Monday Night Raw. So at the very least, long term, you're introducing newer talent because you need to needs to happen 
So at least go with that one. I don't think this is I don't think this is done by a long shot. It's not as much as done as the East Hampton Polo boys that were squashed by the Viking Raiders. Again, all I'm gonna say is looking forward to that triple threat tag match at Survivor Series. I am pumped beyond belief. Revival, Undisputed Era, Viking Raiders. It's going to be a massacre. It's gonna be my favorite match. I know we haven't gotten everything announced yet for Survivor Series, but I'll be damned if that's not going to be my favorite match going into the Thanksgiving tradition known as Survivor Series. Adam Cole, Bebe versus Seth Rollins as Gorilla Strong just mentioned in the donation earlier. Man alive, uh, Seth, uh, <laughs> Seth towered over Adam Cole. This was a fun match, but man, Daniel Bryan, I hate to say it, Bryan and Cole was much better. And it's no disrespect to Seth, Obviously, with, with you know, Undisputed Era entering the ring and forcing the referee to call a disqualification, there's just absolute chaos in the end, very similar to what we saw in the end of SmackDown, but no Triple H to kind of lead the charge. He was ringside, obviously, but we saw, like, the OC beach a bunch of, lead a bunch of Raw superstars, but then more NXT guys came in, like Champa, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, uh, both rings clear, brawling the floor, Ricochet does a springboard shooting star press, and then right, be like, right before they cut the feed, Keith Lee does a... Tope con Giro to wipe out people. Keith Lee's a freaking beast, man. Uh, this was a fun way to end Raw. It was, again, another, I kind of, oh, another ECWism that Paul Heyman likes to book, which, hey, listen, again, bigger picture. You need to get NXT over very quickly because if they're going to be involved in the Survivor Series, you need to be able to prove to the general audience that they are on equal footing as SmackDown, SmackDown and Raw. Easier me to say. While I somewhat agree with Gorilla, the NXT Championship match on Raw was not as exciting as on SmackDown. Agreed. Rollins bores me to death. Hashtag burn what down. <laughs> burn what down. Thank you, Merch, for dropping that dollar donation. Much appreciated. I 100% agree. The The championship match on Raw, the NXT title match, was pretty good. But I'm telling you, the SmackDown one blew it away. And thank you for dropping another dollar donation. Merge. Much appreciated, good sir. But yeah, the Daniel Bryan one blew it away. No questions asked on that one. But... I mean, Raw, Merge said it best in his earlier donation, it really wasn't that good of a show for Raw. It was very subpar. I will say that I am very excited for Survivor Series. With NXT being penciled in for a lot of these matches, uh, I am excited for the pay-per-view. The pay-per-view is going to be off the chain, as those young kids like to say. But Raw, once again, became a scapegoat for, Smack uh, for NXT to get over. It was different on SmackDown because obviously the most of the roster was depleted. I did like the potential teasing of bringing Seth Rollins over. I don't think it's going to happen though, but it is a smart move to have Seth involved with the brand warfare to keep him away from Brock Lesnar and away from the WWE Championship for the time being. Lesnar Mysterio somewhat interests me. And I say somewhat because you know Heyman's got his hands obviously all over it because it's a Brock Lesnar uh, rivalry. There's at least some history to it. It's obviously the David and Goliath thing, but eh, I, I feel like it's going to be a little bit different this time around. And I don't know if it's because of the... My cat just fell off the couch. Uh, I don't know if it's because... <laughs> I don't know if it's because of the... Uh, I don't know if it's because of the new attitude of Mysterio or the new focus on Mysterio or the fact that we've been kind of building things up over time in, in this way, but it's a different build. I'm digging it so far. I just don't... I don't know how they're going to continue it on into the into the pay-per-view. 
We've still got a couple weeks until Survivor Series. A lot of it's going to be focusing on the brand warfare, but I fear that everything in between is going to suffer. And, and this is this, and this is not a knock on writing now. This is the same problem that happens every year at Survivor Series. It is what happens is the focus is so heavy on a brand warfare between either Raw and SmackDown, or in this case, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, that the undercard is going to suffer a little bit because you're going to have these random filler matches that almost make no sense, or you're trying to, you know, and like I mentioned before, Raw's doing a great job of interjecting new talent, but the problem with that is that you're kind of, you're splitting your focus. So on one hand, the OC, for example, on one hand, you see a potential feud with Umberto Carrillo, AJ Styles, uh, and maybe the Street Profits and the OC. But meanwhile, the Viking Raiders are also calling out the OC for beating the the best tag team, you know, best, best tag team at Crown Jewel. But yet they, the Viking Raiders are defending the honor of Raw by fighting in the tag team title match. Meanwhile, the OC might end up leading a team against SmackDown and NXT at Survivor Series. But meanwhile, AJ is getting a feud with Humberto. There's a lot of interweaving stuff, which again is another ECWism where it's like it's not just one rivalry. There's like a huge interconnecting web. But for someone who's trying to do a lot in a very short amount of time, meaning build up the roster properly and also put on a you know big four pay-per-view it's not just a random random throwaway pay-per-view it's one of the big four you're splitting your focus around and that's going to be difficult for for people to kind of get a get a hold of i'm not saying that it can't be manageable you just have to kind of pick and choose your battles and pick and choose what what your what's more important one week versus the other I'm very curious to see what's going to happen on NXT because NXT is invaded now twice on the on the other main roster shows, and I'll be very shocked if someone or some others don't show up in some way, shape, or form to full sale on Wednesday. Man, the travel schedule is going to be brutal for WWE this next couple of weeks because they just got back from Saudi Arabia, barely slept, went to Raw, some of them might go to full sale, and then they start the European tour. So it's like, wow, this is going to be insane. I would say Raw was, once again, middle of the road for me. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. I think that NXT was, again, a big proponent to lift up Raw this week, but it wasn't as good as they were able to pull up on a Friday night. But maybe that's just me, guys. I'd love to hear what you have to all say about this. Let me know your thoughts in the comments section. Hit me up on that social media, the Twitter, Facebook, the Instagrams, all that fun stuff. Again, check out the Patreon for all the cool bonus goodies coming your way. And also make sure you check out the Represent Store for all our awesome swag. Because we got some cool t-shirt designs. And we also got some other ones coming right around WrestleMania and Rumble season. Because that's going to be right around the corner. Thank guys again for tuning in appreciate the continued love and support take care and as always bam take it easy we'll see you wednesday for AEW and nxt reviews back to back right here on the okay fave show take it easy thanks for listening make sure to watch the okay fave show follow him on twitter at okay fave and like over on facebook.com slash okay favor this is the okay fave show